Well, you know, that is actually kind of a useful way into Star Trek The Motion Picture because this is in many ways a very distinctive film. Uh, It's distinctive for Star Trek in that none of the other Star Trek films are like this and especially none of the other original series films. They made five more films after this and this film, in addition to having, I think, a much larger budget and looking very different. In fact, it was the most expensive film ever made up to that point. It cost $44 million. Which, I mean, in 1978... $79 is, we're talking big bucks. But it's distinctive for, I mean, it's distinctive for a movie, especially a movie adapted from a TV show. Because the original series movies, I mean, taken as a whole, in and of themselves, very strange and unusual. They're the product of a cult sci-fi show that only aired 79 episodes for the few years spanning 1966 to 1969. Subsequently developed a cult following and uh, a certain critical acclaim after their cancellation. I mean, the show didn't finish. It was taken off the air. It was then reborn as a film series a decade later. There were six films and 6.5 if you count generations because uh, William Shatner's in that film as well. Uh, And so is uh, George Takei. It's a sort of handing of the torch kind of movie. And in all of these films, the cast is basically middle-aged. So you have this odd thing where the whole original Star Trek idea is really at its peak in terms of cultural buy-in and budget long after the original run. And with the character being middle-aged. And rather than pretend that the whole thing is frozen in time and rather just sort of rehashing the whole thing and yeah, pretending that William Shatner is the same kind of like hunky guy who was kissing green women on the original show or whatever, the show films actually dwell on the subject of middle age and they lean into that quite a lot. And I can't think of anything that's like that today. Like there's a lot of TV shows that are being adapted into movies today and I feel like they don't really do this in the same way. Or if if they do, they do it for the purposes of novelty for like one film instead of doing like, yeah, six whole movies. Like this movie comes out in the late 70s. And I think Star Trek The Undiscovered Country comes out, I think, in the early 1990s. Like it's quite a lot after the original run of the show. So these films in some ways end up having to sort of be a meditation on how unusual all of that is. And something that you see running throughout all of them, including this one, are these kind of concerns channeled through the characters that really are the concerns of, and you you begin to have as you enter middle age or you you begin to reckon with the fact that you're about to uh, enter middle age. Incidentally, Will and I are 34 now. We were 27 when we started doing the show. In this movie, Kirk has not been on the bridge of the Enterprise for some time. He's basically been replaced by a guy called Decker, who is this, you know, perfect textbook Starfleet captain. He's like another hunky, like Captain Kirk style guy, but he's a company man. He doesn't have Captain Kirk's roguish uh, individualist streak or, you know, his particular sense of morality. He's kind of a, he's kind of a bureaucrat. In The Wrath of Khan, same thing. Kirk's gotten a promotion to Admiral. Various of the other Enterprise crew have been promoted as well, and they kind of don't like it because it takes them off you know they're, they're not in they're not exploring the universe anymore they're sitting behind desks they're alienated from the things that they were once doing so all of that uh, runs through this movie which launches the run of six movies that made up the star trek original series film run and it stands out amidst all of those and it is probably the one that people talk about the least despite the fact that it has the biggest budget. And was also, by the way, the most financially successful until the J.J. Abrams series. Yeah, despite its financial success, I mean, I think it made something like, what, $150 million, $140 million in like 70s bucks. So it made big money. None of the other films, uh, you know, they mostly look pretty good, but they don't look like this. 